welcome to the podcast for St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. This is the sermon for the fourth Sunday in Advent, December 23rd, 2018. The sermon is entitled, Mary Sings with Joy, and is based on Luke, chapter 1, verses 46 through 49. It was preached by Pastor Copen. And God's peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Text for the message comes from the Gospel reading. Let us pray. O Emmanuel, we pray that you come and be with us today. Be with us in our worship. Be with us in prayer. And be with us as we open your word and read the joy of Mary. As we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. As I was uh, preparing the message for this week, I, I came across a list online, and the list was this. It was the iTunes 100 most popular Christmas songs, probably the ones that were downloaded, uh, and there are all different kinds of songs on the list, of course, and now there were the religious songs, uh, 93 was O Come All Ye Faithful, 81, O Holy Night, uh, number 61 was Silent Night, I think there was a, a couple different versions of that one, uh, but there were a lot of other ones that were probably not sung in church services either. Uh, at 100 uh, was Bing Crosby's White Christmas, uh, at 50 was Frank Sinatra's Jingle Bells, uh, but the top 10 where there were songs like Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, or Baby It's Cold Outside, or even Mariah Carey's number one, All I Want for Christmas is You. Now, the music of Christmas is everywhere. In fact, for weeks, sometimes over a month, sometimes not even giving us a break for Thanksgiving, the <laughs> uh, uh, music has been there, hasn't it? Choirs, groups uh, singing the familiar tunes and carols on TV, on radio, in the nursing home, and in shopping centers. In the supermarket, people are loading up their carts as they listen to Christmas carols and on the loudspeakers. Christmas parties at school, at office, at the home. All have had those festivities to the sound of Christmas music, music and shouts of Merry Christmas. But it's interesting, it seems that even if people don't believe in Jesus as Savior, or maybe even believe that there is a God, a lot of times they're still happy to sing the songs, aren't they? O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. Or away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever, and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and take us to heaven to live with thee there. It was interesting. It seems that these songs about a baby born in a stable bring a certain joy and peace to people's troubled hearts in these weeks leading up to Christmas. Nowhere there is there more singing than in Luke's gospel. 
Uh, we've been looking at these songs, as I said, during our midweek services, and Luke tells of the birth of Jesus not only with poetry, but also with song. Zechariah becomes a father in his old age. John is born, and he sings. Mary, here she's going to be a mother. She visits Elizabeth, and the response brings forth, she sings. The angels, they announce the birth of Jesus. They sing. The shepherds, they saw the child in the manger, and they go forth praising God and singing. Old Simeon holds the Christ child in his arm. Uh, Next weekend we'll read that. He sings. Everyone is singing. Mary is singing. We heard it a couple weeks ago, as I said, in our midweek Advent service, and it's good to look at it again. She said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he's been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Now Mary's singing, but, but why? I mean, put yourself in Mary's shoes for just a moment. Would you sing if you were Mary? I mean, Mary's pregnancy was not something she could really explain or even understand. It wasn't something that she had chosen or planned. It put her in a, in a tense relationship with her fiancé and an even more tense relationship in her community in which she lived, being pregnant outside of marriage. The angel told Mary to fear not, but later on, Simeon would tell Mary the reality of what it meant for her to be blessed or blessed among women. When he predicted this child is going to also bring a great deal of pain and grief and a sword will pierce your own heart too. Motherhood would not be easy for Mary, yet she sang, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. We can be encouraged by the knowledge that this good news of this very first Christmas was received with a little bit of apprehension. She heard Gabriel say, you will become pregnant, you will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, the Lord saves. And her immediate response was, how's that going to happen? I'm a virgin, how can this be? She had every reason to question why God would choose her, I mean, just an ordinary girl from an out-of-the-way place, no special qualifications. I mean, it goes against, it really goes against what the the world itself would do, right? I mean, shouldn't a woman who might be older or wiser, a a woman that might be a little bit more nobler, a higher rank in the church, or well-to-do, maybe perhaps part of the royal family, wouldn't it be better to have that kind of woman chosen to be the mother of the Son of the Most High God? I mean, shouldn't someone who's respected and honored by everyone in the community be appointed to bear the Christ child. Mary was so poor. And next week we'll, we'll see that uh, she could only offer two doves for her purification at, right after the birth of Jesus. That was the minimum offering that the poor gave. So what kind of a home could a, a poor young girl give to someone so important? I mean, it's true she was engaged to Joseph, but not yet married to him. So how could this happen? Well, we know about the birds and the bees, right? Yet, Scripture tells that this happens outside the natural course of things. How could such a young girl 
have enough experience in life to be a mother through his childhood, his teenage years, and prepare him for the task of as Messiah and Savior. Anyway, this pregnancy would bring hardship on Mary. Can you imagine Mary trying to explain this? A story about a virgin birth, something about the Holy Spirit, a visit from an angel that says, this son, this child will be the the son of the Most High God? Surely that whole idea would be more acceptable if the Son of the Most High was conceived in the normal way. Even Joseph, who loves her, finds it a little hard to believe. And so you see, the reality of the angel's message that day was anything but easy for Mary. It's no wonder she's, as she's momentarily troubled by what the angel says and asks, how, how can this be? But what's interesting is Mary shows an amazing act of sheer faith, commits her life to the promise of God. In fact, you might say this is one of the miracles of Christmas, that Mary would have such faith to believe, to believe what the angel said would happen to her. As strange as Gabriel's message was, as unrealistic as that message was, Mary would still say, I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. What faith. Mary was the first to hear the announcement that God is with us and the very first to believe. Martin Luther, uh, in a a Christmas sermon, once said that uh, three miracles occurred at at Christ's nativity. One, that God became human, uh, that the virgin conceived, and that Mary believed. And Luther said, uh, boy, that last one was was an awesome miracle indeed. Mary believed, and she sang. Everything that happened, just as she had been told, she became the mother of the Son of the Most High, placing him in the manger in Bethlehem, calling him Jesus. And even though just a a poor, young, unmarried, ordinary girl, in fact, these unbelievable exents in Mary's life bring her sheer delight, rejoicing in the knowing that in some way God's will is going to be carried out through her. And so she breaks out in song. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he's been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He's performed mighty deeds with his arm. He scatters those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He's brought down rulers from their thrones as lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He's helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. In the midst of the difficulties and seeming impossibilities, there is a faith that carries Mary through. She believes that through her, God's will is going to be accomplished. That's why Mary can be joy-filled. I read an account uh, of a church in South America. Let me share it with you. They, they go in uh, great detail talking about it was a five-hour bus uh, uh, ride along muddy jungle roads in, from Colombia in South America to a small rural congregation. There are only about 20 uh, believers there. And the pastor of the, con- was, uh, the congregation was a young man 
who just traveled there on the weekends. A visitor of the congregation made this report. He said the home of the village woman, uh, Donna Maria, served as their meeting place, and the worship services left much to be desired. The singing wasn't that great. The pastor was just learning to preach. It poured rain the whole time, and the roof leaked terribly. The people were covered in mud from slogging through the dirt roads to get to church. But the prayer time was inspiring. Donna Maria prayed. She'd been a widow for 20 years. Her six children had all died in early childhood, supported herself by doing laundry and sewing. She gave the two front rooms of her home to the congregation for their services and herself moved into the other two remaining rooms. She prayed, tears streaming down her face, and her words spoke of gratitude for the richness of her life. She thanked God for the people gathered and it was clear she was intimately involved in what God was doing. She thanked God for the privilege of having them in her home and the richness of the time they enjoyed together. She had plenty to be upset about. More than enough grief and heartache in her life. Yet she could still find it in her heart to praise God. The Mary of the Scriptures knew the true joy doesn't come from outside or even our own circumstances. True joy comes from knowing the God who does not abandon his children and will always be there to give them help and strength. Mary says, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he's been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. It's so easy, my friends, to focus our attention on what is not right in our lives and on the problems uh, in our family, in our community, and in our world. We can do it to the extent that the Christmas message of joy to the world, the Lord has come, gets lost in the gloom and doom of our lives. We can so easily be caught up in our own world of pain and conflict and job hunting and house hunting or or family strife or bad conscience or, or whatever it is that these good tidings of great joy don't seem real and we ask like Mary, how can this be? Then God answers. God says that there is joy. God says that there is hope. He says that there is celebration in the air in spite of our cares, in spite of our worries. God has sent us his son born in Bethlehem. He came to live the life that we could not live, came to die the death that we deserve because of our sins. He came to be our savior, to bring the great gift of eternal life and joy in God's presence. You see, there is that celebration in the air because this Savior first announced to shepherds in the field, minding their sheep, is our Savior. He's our Savior. He's come to help, to strengthen and comfort us at every turn in our lives. He is our Savior. He is our Emmanuel, God with us. And even though things might not, might look pretty hopeless in our lives, as they must have to marry. We're reminded of her amazing act of faith. I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. We too are challenged to trust like Mary. God will help us to see our way through the most difficult of times. I mean, look at, look at 
what faith in a gracious and loving God did to Mary's life. She took up that challenge to trust in God, to trust in His will in spite of the difficulties and the many unanswered questions. She trusted God and was able to say in the face of it all, may it be to me as you have said. I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen if we would say those same words in the face of our difficulties. I mean, we know the rest of the story, right? I mean, we know there are dark days ahead for Mary. We know her joy as a mother is going to be mixed with pain as as much as it is for any mother. We know also that our life, too, is not all Christmas carols and joy and fa-la-la-la-la, right? But like Mary, our faith enables us to sing. We sing because we believe. We believe as we sing, and we sing in trust. We sing in faith. We sing in joy, and we sing in hope. Because that's what the season is all about. Hope. True hope. May we sing, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. May we go forth and celebrate with joy the birth of the Savior, who is our hope. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast for St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.